Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. The Discoculia Located, ADHD in Discoculia, Teaching Subtraction, Math as Creativity, and Discoculia and Art. This is our podcast for week 47 in 2017. We welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services, to help us review the links of this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, thanks for having me. Everything going all right? Absolutely, absolutely. We have a wonderful, wonderful link here. I, I do not think this is a reason. No, it's from 2007. This is the 10th birthday. Uh-huh. Not new at all. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a, so it's a study from 2007. Okay. Uh, and one of the main authors is Dr. Cohen Kadosh, who is a, a very known figure in the field. Anyway, um, it is 10 years ago, but it's never less interesting to see that after a study performed with the help of using this uh, transcranial magnetic stimulation, the TMS of the brain, the researchers found that there is strong evidence that dyscochulia is caused by malformations in the right parietal lobe. And this study... Uh, provides solid grounds for further study on the, the physical abnormalities. So this is not just functional, this is really a construction of the brain that is different for those uh, students who have uh, okay. dyscalculia. Okay. Now, until now, this is, this is absolutely great to know, and I think it's very, very interesting. Uh, but so far, unfortunately, it has not have so much impact on tutors and teachers because we are waiting for the moment that they will be able to uh, more in detail look at those malformations and uh, would be able to come up with a way to to heal them right if at all possible if at all possible yes but anyway it's amazing how they have been able to uh, to track it down and and counselors and teachers from schools should really read this kind of research as there is there are still so many people out there um, that disbelieve that dyscalculia exists. And, and they still think that the children are, are just not uh, not working hard enough, not applying themselves. And it's, it's really heartbreaking. So I, I really hope that uh, this information uh, goes to the people who need to know it. Who need to know it, absolutely. Well, our next link uh, is interesting. It says, do not confuse ADHD with dyscalculia, but that coincides frequently, right? Well, this is um, a post uh, at uh, Disability Today. And let me say, first of all, uh, they have a specific link for dyscalculia. Good. So that is fantastic. That is pretty good. Yes, they help in disseminating uh, the information and they link to uh, all kind of uh, uh, articles. So anyway, that's super. Now here, uh, what comes up is that uh, they say that about 20% of students with ADHD also have or develop dyscalculia. Now obviously that depends on the cutoff criteria you're using. But sure. that, that's a detail right now. Now, to put it in perspective, this means actually that around one in five students who have ADHD, ADD, are at risk of also having the learning disability uh, dyscalculia. 
Now, ADHD can cause children to focus very narrowly on, on something that they, they like and, and hyper-focus on that. Mm -hmm. But if math is not on their preferred little list, then they will avoid it and not make much progress. And, and one of the things that we know from research is uh, that they do not develop number lines as well as um, uh, garden variety uh, students do, so to say. Anyway, it can be confused with dyscalculia, and, and we really feel that adequate testing is what's necessary here. So, uh, if there is a student with ADHD and there is an issue with math, please do a test. It doesn't have to be specifically our test, mm -hmm. but don't let it go unnoticed, because then uh, you can start uh, helping those students. And when there's any doubt... Uh, about combination of ADHD and dyscalculia, uh, please uh, take action and make sure that all the data are in and that appropriate remediation is, uh, yeah. is started. Yeah, it's started, absolutely. Okay, well, the next link uh, I think is easy. It's about subtraction and how to teach it, but I thought you know, there's a good, good algorithm for that, right? Absolutely, there is a good algorithm for it. But uh, let's be sure that we should not confuse doing good math with being able to apply an algorithm. Actually, that is um, kind of the opposite. Oh. So, um, this is a post by um, uh, Christina Tondervold, who calls herself the recovering traditionalist. Yeah. And she believes that uh, uh, CGI... Cognitively guided instruction is the way to go, and this is uh, she's using the the knowledge and understanding of a student. That's that's what the cognitive guided instruction um, promotes. Use what your student already knows, and then try to determine um, where you should help him when he does a um, specific. A question, and in this case, uh, the, the subtraction. Uh, subtraction. Mm -hmm. So now, she lets the the student figure it out. Basically. She lets the student figure instead it out and the algorithm. jumps in instead of teaching the algorithm, oh, wow. and then she jumps in with scaffolding there where the student needs it. So that that's a, a, a very positive uh, approach. Now, if you Google uh, cognitively guided instruction (CGI), you find a lot of information about it and the general premise is that we you give students a mathematical problem in a context and the context is really important and i i feel that that is uh, that is what i'm seeing in in our practice as well and then just let them solve it see how they're solving it and then just use that to try to make their strategies a little bit more uh, efficient and help them become more flexible with their strategies. Now, mm -hmm. obviously, she is talking here about uh, general classroom students, not necessarily those who general have uh, dyscalculia. Right. But I agree with her that um, those students who have a, a good place value understanding, those that see the relationship between addition and subtraction, and uh, we, we mentioned that a lot in our course as well. And uh, thirdly, students that are able to break up numbers like partition numbers to 
find more friendly numbers that I can easily work with and do then the subtraction that those uh, students do better in general. So the algorithm should be the last thing to show them. Right. If that is where you start, students They're believe that that is that, that only, is the only, only way, yeah. and they stop thinking about it. Right. They just kind okay. of mindlessly follow, uh, apply the, the algorithm. Uh, an algorithm. Okay. We're talking to Dr. Schroeder, the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com, and we're looking at the links provided on our website, DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. Now, the next link talks about matters creativity. Is that real? Absolutely. Well, I believe <laughs> that I see a lot of creativity, creativity and beauty and uh, elegant ways of solving a, a uh -huh. math problem. And uh, this article asks the questions, what creativity looks like? And the answer is here, the ability to join seemingly disparate ideas to form new expressions of thought and emotion. Yeah. Now, well, with that if, uh, definition, I really feel you can easily call uh, math uh, creativity. Mm -hmm. Now, now here's a, here's a quote that I also like. Uh, there are no real topics in mathematics, only artificial barriers that we have erected to help organize the curriculum. At school, we study topics in discrete chunks and come to understand them as separate islands of knowledge. Yet the most powerful and interesting mathematics arises when we cut through these barriers, end quote. So we're citing here Junaid Mubin, I hope I pronounced it correctly, an Oxford mathematician turned educator. Mm -hmm. And he mentions, for instance, classical music, that he was never involved in that, he didn't play an instrument. Uh, but when it was represented by a very uh, novel inventive colorful score he could all of a sudden relate to it hmm. and um, this is uh, actually the music animation machine that was um, uh, also posted in uh, uh, who invented that I forgot the name of the author for a moment okay anyway um, he saw that the um, I think it was Stephen Malinowski, by the way. He invented this um, uh, music animation score. And immediately the writer of this article uh, could relate to it. He, his his um, eyes and ears uh, were open, so to say, to classical music. He, he really um, could relate to it. And he said... This is an example of how I want to teach mathematics that uh, students can all of a sudden really see what's going on and relate to it instead of uh, just having uh, disparate chunks that they yeah, start to memorize as, uh, as separate entities or hanging, hanging loose in the air somewhere. But there's a whole relationship. Math, math is a building and everything fits together. Okay. Okay, well, our last link talks about math as an art. So first, math as a creativity. Now, math as an art. I mean, we're onto something here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, this is completely different. Oh, is it? This is an an art teacher who has, uh, for years and in different locations, helped uh, students with learning disabilities and with emotional. Uh, issues okay. and she mentioned at one moment that uh, locations in the brain are uh, 
related to Asperger's, ADHD, dyslexia, dyscalculia, um, and that can also be improved through art therapy because it was in certain places of the brain. Well, mm -hmm. um, it's a little bit more complex. We, we more and more realize that um, issues like ADHD, dyslexia, and dyscalculia are related to the function of one or more specific main brain centers, but they are certainly not limited to these uh, specific locations. Mm -hmm. uh, nor can we at this point conclude if art therapy mostly uh, affects the right side or the left side of the brain or both sides of the brain. Okay. But I feel that is not so important. What I feel is that a form of art therapy can benefit those kids, even if we do not yet exactly know the location of the brain where it helps. And the, the best example here is that we moved from STEM to STEAM, we put the A back into the science, technology, engineering, and math education. Right. So I definitely feel there is a um, connection between art and learning STEM topics, and in particular math. And also that art can help students who are uh, maybe a little bit uh, mm -hmm. troubled or who uh, need to learn to focus more or who need to learn to come to grips with... Underappreciated, eh? Yes. Underappreciated. Come to grips with some of their yeah. inner... Um, inner um, their inner self and their inner feelings. Well, this is good, Dr. Schroeder. Thank you very much for your insights this week. As every week, we hope to see you back next week. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of Disco Coolia Services, and you can follow her on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and she maintains board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. She runs five free webinars every week they run, and you can find information about that at webinars.discoculiatrainingcenter.com. Now, if you want to know if you have Discoculia, you can do the free Discoculia screener on our website, discoculiaservice.com, in the left navigation panel. Or you can get a more comprehensive math and Discoculia screening test at discoculiatesting.com. Finally, Dr. Schroeder's e-books are available on Amazon, and you can find the link on shop.discoculiaservice.com, or just go to Amazon and search for Dr. Schroeder. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.